I sometimes read uh, public domain books here on Leaves of Glen. And they were written a long time ago, uh, so they're usually uh, racist or sexist or bigoted. Uh, but in there somewhere and all that is a, a story, and that's why those stories are famous. Other times, I read uh, works from independent authors, and they're delightfully not racist, but they might have adult language or adult situations. So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Welcome to Leaves of Glen. Uh, it's the mansion of Leaves of Glen, which is a fun little bit where I pretend to live in a mansion and not recording a podcast in my mouse-infested basement. Uh, this is where I read the hottest public domain books. I said that weird and short stories. This week, we're reading two short stories uh, from the book 31 Horrifying Tales from the Dead by Drock Von Stoller. Uh, the first story is going to be Castle Drock Von Stoller. Uh, the next one, Death in the Wilderness. I got a lot to go through, so I'm just going to start saying it. Got to get down to business. Drock Von Stoller is a guy who's been writing horror stories and putting them up on the Kindle and uh, Google Play Books and Kobo and all that kind of stuff. Since like 2010 or even earlier, just prolific. He's putting stuff out like once a month and uh, they're always like 99 cents or just free and they take like 10 minutes to read. And uh, he just kept churning him out, churning him out, churning him out and promoting himself, getting on Facebook, getting on like he has like a Wix website and that kind of thing. And uh, just quietly building an empire. And so Salon.com, someone there discovered him and wrote a whole article about him, which I have in the show notes. It's kind of interesting to read. Uh, and so... Uh, back when I had a podcast, my brother-in-law, my sister, uh, we uh, learned about him, and so we reached out to him saying, hey, can we have permission to read some of your stories? He goes, yeah, go ahead. And then we came back later like, hey, we'd like to read more of your stories. He goes, yeah, just do it. Stop asking me. Just give me credit and just read what you want. Go nuts. So that was nice of him. So now that I'm doing this and I'm looking for stuff to do, because it's Halloween, and I'm reading The Hound of the Baskervilles, which is pretty slow moving. It's not getting to the scary parts yet. So I'm trying to just, now I'm just going to read some scary stories, take a break from Hound of the Baskervilles, read some scary stories for October, and then dive back into Hound of the Baskervilles. And then we can just deal with Watson putting up with an asshole for a friend, um, which isn't really spooky, just frustrating. So uh, anyways, Doc Von Stoller. I'm going back to reading more of his stuff. Uh, I'm just kind of assuming that he's going to give me permission because he once did a long time ago. Uh, but he's disappeared off the face of the earth. The last time he posted anything was on like Amazon.com uh, back in 2020, saying it's been a great year with all these numbers of books that people have downloaded. And he's also been making movies on uh, Amazon Video. And so uh, things have been going good for him. Then he went silent, reached out to him to ask for permission again. Nothing. So I, this time... Got a little worried, so I started digging around more. I found out his uh, real name is Kevin, and uh, he's actually a pharmacist. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because I don't want anyone bothering him. Uh, and uh, he seems like a nice guy. He just wants to just build an empire of uh, uh, stories written by an amateur. Uh, so I found his account on Twitter that he just made recently. He's got three followers. I'm one of them. If you ever want to follow a guy who could use some followers, uh, go on Twitter and look for Kevin Stoller. K-E-V-I-N-S-T-O-L-L-E-R with the number eight at the end. Poor guy. Um, he's only got one post. 
and that that post came out on March 24th. It's Nine Tales of Terror from the horror master Drock Von Stoller. Horrifying tales from the dead. The killer creators, Drock Von Stoller and David uh, Heavener. Whatever that means. Uh, don't know if it's a video. Don't know if it's a book. Who knows? Probably more Amazon video. Uh, he's a big fan of that. So I thought, that's March 24th. He could have still died from COVID. Oh, I said the D word. Uh, and um, so uh, I reached out to Ben, who still has a Facebook account. And I said, can you find Drock Von Stoller on there? Uh, here's a picture of what he looks like. So Ben got on Facebook and he looked. And apparently he last posted four days ago uh, posting the same thing. Horrifying Tales of the Dead Season 1. Uh, four days ago. So he's still alive. He's just not as responsive as he used to be. So that's a relief. Drock Von Stoller is still alive. Oh, God bless him. I was a little bit nervous. I wish he'd answer his emails. I always email him about my kids and other things, and he just doesn't answer. Jerk. But, um, oh, well, there you go. Uh, other news for me? I'm going on a trip. Is it any of your business? No, it's not. Well, with that, why don't we dive into the story? Castle Drock Von Stoller by Drock Von Stoller. Off in a distance stood a dark, desolate castle in uh, in northwestern Ireland, uh, full of mystery and macabre, uh, known as Castle Drock Von Stoller. Anyone that would dare talk bad about the castle would later come up missing without a trace. Oh, costume parties were held at the castle where ballroom dancing would uh, also take place. Legend has it that Count Rock von Stoller oh, impaled the great wizard Estevan. And just as the Count was about to sink his teeth into the wizard's neck, uh, the wizard pulled his magic wand out of his cloak and, and a beam of light shot out of the wand uh, into the mirror standing in the corner. Well, uh, Estevan, the wizard, said uh, as he was gasping his last breath, spelled breathe, on the impaling stake, Count, for what you've done to me, I curse you. Do the mirror where you will remain for all eternity, unless you can find thirteen virgin maidens, impale them, and suck every drop of blood of their precious blood from their bodies. If you fail, the mirror will be your final resting place. You can only have one chance to lift the curse. As Esteban's eyes were closing, a beam of light shone through the mirror and surrounded the Count. Oh, no matter how hard the Count tried to free himself, uh, the curse was too strong. Eventually, the Count, Drock Von Stoller, uh, gave in, and the mirror pulled the Count inside, never to be heard from again for over 300 years. 300 years later, an aspiring artist by the name of Topeco uh, was looking for a quiet place that was far away from the townspeople uh, with many acres of land. Uh, Peco needed a place that would enhance his artistic abilities, where he could shine with such the greats as Leonardo da Vinci and Picasso. Depeco's dream had always been to live in a castle and paint beautiful scenery. Oh, Depeco decided if I'm going to make this happen, I'll need to sell off everything I own, uh, even my most valuable paintings. Depeco decided before he took that step, he needed to find out if there was such a castle, and uh, if so, uh, could he afford it? 
Well, uh, uh, Peckham spent a week searching the globe, or probably on Zillow, until finally he found a castle that was for sale in Ireland. But Peckham couldn't believe the price that they were asking for the castle. Uh, $500,000? That was a steal. So he called the realtor on the phone. Uh, is this uh, a misprint? Said DePeco. No, said the realtor. Uh, the castle uh, is a bit run down, and no one has lived in it for about uh, ooh, uh, 300 years after the owner, Count Drock von Stoller, went missing. Uh, none of the living relatives of the castle wanted it because of its evil past. Well, that's just nonsense, said DePeco. Uh, and that's all in quotes. That's just nonsense, said DePeco. Quotes around that whole sentence. Uh, Let me tell you a little story before you brush it off. It's nonsense, said the realtor. And none of that was in quotes. Legend has it that Count Drock von Stoller was a vampire. Oh, that he liked to impale his victims. And while they were dying on the stake, the Count would suck every drop of blood from their neck. Ah, the Count was the fiercest vampire ever known, and, and, and no one dared keep his company if they knew what was best for them. Oh, so the Count was like having little parties and no one showed up? That's sad. That's probably why he's so angry. But the Count had powers beyond our imagination that helped him lure innocent victims to the castle only to meet an untimely death. Finally, another legend is that the Count was in a battle with a great wizard named Estevan. Yeah, we already learned about this. During their battle, the Count overpowered the wizard and impaled him. Just as the Count was about to sink his fangs into the, uh, the wizard's neck, uh, the wizard reached into his cloak, we learned this already, and pulled out his magic wand, yep, and pointed it at the mirror and put a spell on it. Yeah, we know. And as the wizard was gasping for his last breath, the wizard said, Count Drock von Stoller, you may have defeated me in battle, but I'll have the last laugh. Hope you enjoy your new home in the, quote, mirror, unquote, that's weird. Then a beam of light shone through the mirror with a force so strong that even the Count had enough power and strength to free himself from its grasp. We learned all this already. The Count eventually lost the battle at the mirror and was sucked into it, never to be heard from for over 300 years. I feel like I'm rereading the first two pages. The only way the Count could break the curse is to have someone willing to give their soul to the Count, and then the Count would appear through the mirror and give orders for whoever graces his presence. Well, that's a twist. They didn't define that in the first two pages. To bring the Count 13 virgin maidens. Oh, well, there's that. To be impaled and drained of their blood. Ah, the Count could leave the mirror for impaling of each virgin maiden uh, once a day. Ah, for 13 days. Uh, Then, if these demands are met, uh, then he will be freed from the mirror. This by far the silliest story I think I've ever heard in my life, said DePeco. I'll tell you what, since you can only come up with uh, 250000 and I see how badly you'd like to have this place, burp as your painting haven, uh, it's yours, said the realtor. This is like a dream come true. I'll have enough money left over to hopefully restore the castle back the way it was, said DePeco. DePeco signed all the appropriate documents, handed over the money to the realtor, and took the keys and the deed. The castle is officially yours. Uh, good luck. Uh, may peace be with you all the days in this castle. DePeco was so excited about owning this castle. Uh, this was such a dream come true. DePeco could uh, finally paint the type of paintings he so desired. As DePeco was finishing moving everything in the cellar, he approached the cursed mirror and removed the black cover from it. Oh, he stepped back from it, amazed at the workmanship that was put into the frame that the mirror was in. DePeco went to the utility closet to get some cleaner 
uh, for the mirror and polished it until his beauty was shining through. Oh, it's getting late when all of a sudden uh, a voice was calling out to Peko, uh, Come here, comma, uh, come here. Tepeco thought he was just imagining things, and then he was gathering his cleaning supplies, and the voice was even louder. Uh, Tepeco, come to the mirror. I've got something to tell you. <laughs> Tepeco said, Ah, this is crazy. A talking mirror? Tepeco slowly turned around and couldn't believe what he saw in the mirror. Oh, my God. It's really true about the curse. There in the mirror was Count Drak von Stoller. Trapped in the mirror for over 300 years, uh, Tepeco said, I thought it was some kind of joke. And the Count said, No, Tepeco, is no joke. I am Count Drock von Stoller. This name is being said 90 times in this story. And I need you to set me free so that we can conquer the world together. All you have to do is go into town and find uh, ah, ooh, 13 virgin maidens so the curse can be lifted and you'll receive the highest reward as my lead vampire. Oh, each maiden must be brought back to the castle before midnight. Uh, only one per day uh, for 13 days in order for the curse to be lifted. And then I can walk free amongst the living. Depeco, if you do this for me, the reward will be great. Now there's no time to waste. Now go out and find me a maiden. <laughs> Depeco did as the Count instructed him to do. Every day, Depeco brought the Count a virgin maiden for 13 days. Well, how are you finding so many? Uh, I, I, I can't. I, I, what? How do you pick up 13 women? That's weird, especially virgin maidens creepy pedophile guy out there picking up kids every day for 13 days. Uh, the Count impaled each and every one before he sucked the blood from their necks. On the 13th day, the Count stepped out of the mirror and said, Ah, Depeco, you did well. Now, when you wake up in the morning, uh, you'll be my lead vampires, I promise. Now, go get some rest, <laughs> and I'll see you in the morning. Uh, Depeco got some rest, and as he woke in the morning, he rose out of bed and went over to the mirror to see if he changed, uh, but he saw no reflection in the mirror. I said to himself, uh, what's happened to me? And he couldn't even remember his name or where he came from. Well, then how did he remember to get up and see if anything changed? Because he knew about being changed to a vampire. All right, his name or where he came from. Uh, then a knock on the door. Nick, are you awake? Said the Count. And that's in quotes. Quote, Nick, are you awake? Said the Count, unquote. Nick answered, yes. Uh, who are you? The voice replied. Count Rock von Stoller, and I've come to tell you there's a meeting down in the cellar that your presence is needed. Nick followed the Count Drock von. Why is it Nick now? Is it that he's renaming DePeco just Nick? That's weird. Uh, Drock von Stoller down to the cellar, and as they were walking towards the cellar, Nick said, uh, Count, I feel thirsty, uh, and the first thing that comes to mind um, is blood. The Count replied, Blood? Well, as soon as we're in the cellar, everyone in the meeting will get a tall glass of blood. <laughs> we'll celebrate the birth of the most feared vampire army on the face of this earth. Now that everyone is here, I would like to introduce each member of uh, the Count Drock von Stoller's army of vampires. The newest member, and the reason we're all together, is because of Nick Mondrell. He's given him a whole brand new name. Nick Mondrell. And if he wouldn't have brought these beautiful maidens to me, then this would not be possible. So now, I propose a toast to Nick. Raise your glasses of blood, everyone. <laughs> May our army of vampires prosper and rise to take total control of the whole earth. Everyone raised their glasses of blood and drank up. 
Uh, now let me introduce the rest of the vampires. Uh, to my right, Rachel, Miranda, Isabella, Callie, Lamia, Lilith, Buta, Chidipe, Churl, Pontiac, Asthma. Is it Asthma? A-S-E-M-A. I'm going with Asthma. Asthma, Savato, and Sukyan. So that's on his right. So let's find out who's on his left. The Count said that he researched the most feared female vampires, and then uh, when the 13 maidens were transformed into vampires, the Count gave them all the names and powers of these vampires po- uh, possessed when they reigned over their country during their time period. Oh, so he's renaming them based on famous vampires. Well, that's pretty cool. And we have been called to this meeting. Well, what about the people on your left? Because we are going to do something no other vampire has ever done before us, and that has become an army of vampires. That is, and take over the earth in, uh, oh, uh, 666 days. In the past, vampires were feared, but not enough to threaten the extinction of the human race. I'm still waiting for the vampires on his left. Are there, like, a series of vampires on his left that he just uh, doesn't care about and they feel dejected? Vampires seek out humans at night for their blood, sucking every drop of blood, resulting in their death. <laughs> Then the vampire returns to their place of rest in a coffin and sleeps during the day. And then the cycle starts all over again and again, period. By becoming an army of vampires, we are going to infect each human with our blood just enough to make them a vampire. They'll proceed in spreading the vampire's curse until each human being on this earth becomes one of us. And then our deed is done, and we can celebrate a victory for the Prince of Darkness, said Drock von Stoller. Oh, I've waited a long time for this, and I will be the king of darkness and rule the earth, said Kondrak von Stoller. My plan is to take over the northwestern island first, that's specific, and then we'll branch out into the east and southern parts of Europe. And once we've uh, transformed every human being into vampires, uh, we will then take over one continent at a time until the whole earth is a vampire's world. Just as planned, Count Drock von Stoller's armies of vampires uh, were able to take over the whole world in uh, just 666 days, and the Count was crowned King of the Vampires. No more would the Count have been uh, have to be imprisoned in a mirror for all eternity, and Nick Mondrell was living the dream he always wanted for so many years, but couldn't achieve it. Uh, until he met up with Count Drock von Stoller and formed the most notorious, blood-sucking, impaling vampire army there ever was. Nick eventually married Isabella. Oh, well, that's nice. And the Count gave uh, Castle Drock von Stoller a wedding gift to Nick and Isabella for to raise their vampire babies, to be heirs, to continue their legacy. Uh, the Count went on to build a new castle with a, with a vampire training school so younger vampires would learn the history of how vampires came about uh, and what it took to conquer the human's world. Well, that was neat. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting. I just didn't expect the vampires to be so successful. <laughs> it just kind of was a kind of an easy ride for them after that. Uh, well, I feel upbeat. Uh, as far as Halloween stories go, this is probably the best thing I've ever read. Uh, getting a castle as a gift. I mean, that sounds nice and everything, but imagine what that must be like to live in. I mean, first of all, you got mice. I got basement full of mice. That's just a basement. Imagine if your entire building was basically built like a giant basement. That's what a castle is. So uh, you kind of have mice everywhere, weird bugs and that sort of thing. Uh, it's got to be annoying as hell. So um, the other part of it is the draftiness. 
No one ever talks about living in a castle and how drafty it gets in a castle, which is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, the, part of it is castles don't have insulation. So this is the worst place to bring your new vampiric wife. Uh, if you're going to live in a place uh, and raise your family of vampire, then you should try to find a place that's insulated well, especially because you're probably cold all the time because you don't really have like a heartbeat or blood pumping through your body. Um, and you're just sustaining off of glasses of blood. You're constantly toasting all the time. Uh, part of the problem is cold, insulation. Also, windows. Do castles even have windows? I mean, from what I've learned is from childhood, uh, European castles just have big open holes in the wall. And they just like put a drape in front of it. So that's not very good. What you want is you want windows uh, on that. Uh, and you want... At least double-paned windows. They make pretty fancy windows now that have double panes, and it, what it does is it captures the air between the two panes. It kind of creates a vacuum seal that works as its own insulation, and still you can see out of it beautifully. Which, if you're going to have something like that done, you should probably use a company like Doorglass Incorporated, which you can go to doorglass.com, that's D-O-R-G-L-A-S-S.com. They're dedicated to fabricating and professionally insula- uh, installing the highest quality glass products from the nation's top manufacturers. All their inventories combined with their years of experience, making them a Premier source for installation and repair. Oh, they approach every project with the same goals, uh, professionalism and integrity, and that's it. But I'm going to throw in uh, that they're uh, discreet. It's important as a vampiric family to have a window uh, replacement uh, company that uh, or installation company that's discreet because they're going to see the glasses of blood or at least the half-drank glasses of blood you leave around the table, especially when you have a little kid that won't finish them, just keeps leaving them in the kitchen or in their bedroom and you try to install a window there, there's just a half-drank glass of blood, which normally the vampiric family gets mad about. Why don't you bring the glass downstairs so I can clean it? You're just leaving them up here. The place smells like it's coagulating. Uh, so you want a company that's discreet. It doesn't give away all your secrets. Like if they accidentally run across some of your porn underneath the vampiric bed. Uh, what they do, well, commercial storefronts, automatic entrances, windows, patio doors, mirrors, shore, uh, shower doors, installation repair, and they also design and build. So go ahead, tell them about your dreams. And let's see if they can uh, sketch something on a piece of paper. Their clients, Pottery Barn, Williams-Sonoma, Sherwin-Williams, uh, Portillo's, which I'm not familiar with, uh, the Salt Cave, which is in Minneapolis, and they just sell, they sell uh, Himalayan salt lamps and various Himalayan salt candles. So if you want to get real sweaty and have your skin glisten with salt that floated through the air from this candle you've been burning, go to the Salt Cave and Applebee's. Well, I just thought I'd let you know about that. I mean, if you're ever going to own a castle, it's important to get the right kind of window treatments by a professional company like doorglass.com. That's D-O-R-G-L-A-S-S dot com. Well, now that I got that out of my system, why don't we... I'm feeling kind of uh, a little frisky. Uh, you know, I feel a little sweaty between the uh, between the thighs, betwixt the thighs of my groin. Uh, talking about doorglass.com, why don't, we, uh, why don't we go upstairs to the master bedroom? There you go. Been a long time since I've seen you. Let's get up there. Let's fuss and fight a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'm coming. Here I come. I had to pee. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Uh. I'm looking at you. I'm soaking it in, but I can't really register what the hell you're dressed like right now. I get that it's uh, Halloween's coming up, and you're going to get a little crazy, but 
I just can't figure out what the hell you're supposed to be. You know, it looks sort of like a, a frazzled, like, 70-year-old. Probably went to a lot of fish concerts. Uh, long gray hair. What are you supposed to be? Oh, yeah. oh, Estevan from Castle Drock Von Stoller. I mean, I should be flattered that you took the time to dress up like something I just read to you, but it's a poor quality. I want you to be more sexual. I want you to be a an exciting, vivacious, animal-like person. Uh, not whatever the hell you're supposed to be. Estevan, really? An old wizard that uh, loses a vampire fight of all day? Uh, let's learn about Kiss of Heat by uh, Laura Lee. Uh, it's a, a novel of the, it's part of a novel of the breeds. Uh, let's learn about it. About Kiss of Heat. Well, they've waited a decade to come together. Long years filled with unbearable pain and soul-wrenching torment that have changed them both and, and, and left wounds that have laid their souls bare. Wounds that stand one chance of healing. If only they could stop fighting each other long enough for the truth to work its healing balm. Cain, a relentless warrior, lost more than his heart to Shira in the night of mating passion that marked them both for life. Ah, but news of her death ripped his soul apart. For years he has fought to avenge the death of the woman he loved more than his own life by revealing the deceit and cruelty of the council that have created the breeds. But Shira didn't die. And now the rapidly escalating violence against the feline breeds. Uh, Kane and Shira learn that there's more to mating than just the heat, in quotes. Uh, there's, there's more to love than just the sex. I don't get that. Uh, well, it's an audiobook download. It's 464 minutes. Uh, doesn't have a date, which is weird, so I guess maybe it's available now. You can find it at audiobooks.com, audiobookstore.com, Google Play Store, uh, Kobo, and Libro FM. Doesn't work the same. I wish Walmart sold it. This whole thing's been defeating feeling. Uh, I don't uh, feel erotically charged, even though it has a picture of a woman uh, with just a leopard's face behind it, growling. Uh, and uh, I feel kind of let down. And I don't like your costume. So, uh, I guess we should go back down to the library and uh, read the rest of this book. You know, the weird thing about getting your wisdom teeth taken out, uh, there's a lot of extra skin in your mouth, which means spit just builds up back there. I'm constantly swallowing. It's disgusting. I imagine over time you get used to it and somehow compensate, but right now I just got spit swelling up in my mouth all the time, and I keep swallowing while I'm reading. It's disgusting as hell. I apologize to you, the listener. Death in the Wilderness by Drock Von Stoller. Hold on, let me swallow some more spit, because that's the kind of life I live now. Ugh. It's like I'm swallowing my own body water. I guess that's what spit is. As I walked along a lonesome path, I was overtaken by the beauty of the enormous trees in the thick forest that surrounded me. Ah, before I could take it all in, I felt like I was being followed by an evil presence. And I knew something was wrong, but I just kept walking faster and faster in an attempt not to lose focus on my destination. Burp. Even though I could hear my heart beating out of my chest, I had to keep pressing forward to my cabin just beyond the stream. All of a sudden, 
uh, an overwhelming feeling of panic took over my whole uh, sense of being, and I dared not look back. Hold on, I gotta swallow more spit, because that's the kind of life I live now. Just swallowing my body fluids back into myself. Hopefully someday I'll pee it out. Feeling a pan took over my whole sense of being. I dared not look back, for if I did, it may not have been the end. Uh, my cabin was just in sight when the rain suddenly came pouring down, drenching my clothes. I feared for my life and did my best to muster up enough energy to reach my cabin, hoping whatever evil lurked behind me wouldn't take me from this world I loved so dearly. I, I yelled, period. I just knew someone would hear my cries for help. Unfortunately, no one answered, and I was losing my footing on the muddy ground. I gotta swallow again. Give me a second. Ridiculous. I was freezing, and I muttered to myself about how such a clear, sunny day turned dark and gloomy. And it didn't matter, though. The magnificent world I once knew was about to end. Anything I could say or find comfort and warmth in was so close, and yet so far away. And I took my last breath and, and fell to my knees. I, I begged for mercy, but evil doesn't show mercy. And as my body lay helplessly on the steps of my cabin, my eyes closed for the very last time. Never again would I see the beauty that once surrounded me. Oh, weird. That's the end of that story. That was the shortest thing I've ever read. And weirdly more poetic. Well, we'll save that for the end. Okay, well, that was weird. Uh, why don't we... Uh, Retire to the smoking room where we can pretend I'm not still in my basement and that we're smoking pipes and just uh, ruminating over what we've read. Hold on. Jesus Christ. How the hell do you get down here so fast? I'm the one that owns the place, in my mind. How are you getting down here before I do? Unless I like to persecute myself by fantasizing you get down here before me, and it's always a race. Uh, hold on, I gotta swallow some more spit. Having big old empty sockets in my mouth, uh, sucks. The only good thing about it is that if I open my mouth and I hold my tongue just right and I breathe across the holes, it creates the sound of a flute. A flute that I imagine that Jesus Christ would play. If you had the lips, uh, what did we read? Uh, today we read, uh, Castle Drock Von Stoller, which starts out as, you know, Drock Von Stoller, the author writing about himself living in a castle, who's just a vampire already. We don't need an origin story. Screw that. He's just a vampire. He's already a vampire, and he loves killing people, impaling them, and then just drinking their blood. And I love that he spells out that they drink their blood until they're dead. Uh, because, you know, in case you'd think, they, oh, does he leave them alive for a while, and then they die naturally? Nope, he drinks their blood until they're dead. Hold on, i got to swallow some more spit. Ooh, picking all that up on the mic. Uh, and so uh, he, he does that until he just... Suddenly there's wizards in this universe, and we accept that without any preamble to that. Uh, there's just a wizard that he's fighting. And why is he fighting him? Did the wizard sneak into his house? He's like, ah, get out of my house, you wizard. What are you doing in here? Like it's a mouse. I'd set up wizard traps. How'd you get through this one? Get out of my kitchen. You've been leaving little poops uh, next to my bread. Uh, so he fights the wizard, and the wizard, uh, his last dying breath, shoots with his magic wand uh, into a mirror, which sucks Drock Von Stoller up. We learned about that three times. He explained it in detail three times, each with just a slightly different 
uh, little tidbit of information we didn't know from the first one. Uh, so that was interesting. And then uh, he's trapped in that for 300 years, we heard about. Um, then the trick is, is uh, you got to get someone to get you 13 virgins. So he gets DePeco to do it. And DePeco, is just, he's just a guy. He's just a guy that wants to own a castle so he can do his paintings. Totally normal. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, if I could have a castle to do my podcasting, I'd absolutely do that. Instead, I have this basement mansion that uh, I live in. So um, he gets DePeco to do it, and then DePeco, you know, okay, so here's here's where the story is going to go south, right? It's going to be the vampire destroying DePeco's life, turning into a manslave, killing these virgin maidens, and uh, which is creepy. Uh, the details of how do you lure in? virgin maidens. These virgins have to be pretty darn young, I would imagine, unless you're lucky enough to find a, a bunch of 30 to 40 year old virgins just hanging out in libraries like, or, you know, craft stores. Hey, you want to get laid? They're like, oh boy, would I ever? And they're like, well, come to this castle. Uh, so, that probably didn't happen. So he gets them to, he lures them in, and Drak sucks all their blood to completion until they're dead. And then, um, you think, okay, so this is where the, the decline happens. And, and you, you think that probably Drock maybe is going to, it's going to be negative. Like if he takes over the world and the world is like a living hell, or uh, maybe that DePeco is like completely unhappy about how his life has turned out. Uh, but no, instead, everything turns out great. It's a vampire world and everyone's living pretty good. Uh, they drive vampire cars and DePeco gets to get the cabin or get the uh, castle as a present, which I already talked about the windows, the draftiness, which is probably not ideal for us. So if anything, he probably got... Given, I, I once had a friend when I first moved into my house try to give me a broken and used grill that he put out on his lawn with the sign free. And then he came to my house and said, oh, I should have got you a housewarming present. I said, no, it's all right. I'm fine. Just you hanging out here. Uh, that's my housewarming present. He goes, no, no, it's not good enough. Do you want a grill? And I said, uh, maybe. I'm not really a man. I don't know about sports or cars, and I don't know how to grill anything. And he said, uh, no, I'll give you this grill. You're okay fixing a grill, right? And the more he described it, I realized, is this grill broken and free on your yard? He goes, yeah. And so um, that's kind of, I said no, but uh, that's kind of what Drock Von Stoller did to DePeco, which he changed his name to something else. I forget what, Stephen? Stephen McTibbets? I forget what the name was. Uh, so he says, yeah, take this castle. I'm sure Stephen was like, ah, crap. He gave me the castle, Drock von Stoller. Uh, I'm sorry, my new vampiric wife. Uh, we have to live in this crappy place. But thank God there's doorglass.com. Uh, so he, I wonder, since they're starting out in Ireland specifically and then working their way south through Europe and then like Western through Europe and stuff, um, was there a period of time where other nations had to recognize these nations of vampires uh, like at the U.N.? and stuff like there had to be a like you really could have fleshed that universe out because there was a period of time where half the world was just normal humans the other half was vampire and so uh there had to be a period of time where they had to learn to work together as they just still kept coming after you and sucking your blood to completion until you're dead uh but in the end um Drock von Stoller became king of the vampires and uh the world is vampires and suddenly there was peace so maybe being a vampire world isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, everyone gets along. You don't have a bunch of weird fascists and stuff. You just have everyone just like, ah, whose blood do we get to suck? We ran out of blood to suck. Well, now what do we do? And so that's like their, their pandemic that they deal with. Uh, so um, 
I fleshed this universe out more than he did. I think, if anything, Drock Von Stoller just wanted to write a story where he's the king of the vampires of the whole world. And that was what he came up with. Uh, the next story uh, was weirdly not bad. Uh, he took the concept of horror and just boiled it down to a guy trying to get to his cabin, but something generally evil attacked him and killed him, and he had to leave this beautiful world. Uh, was it the most well-written thing in the world? No. But the concept it was kind of interesting to me. Or my sense of what's good and bad has been so dulled over time that this seems good to me. Like, this became my Walden Pond. Uh... But yeah, he, he just really boiled it down to this guy's just trying to get to his cabin and this evil thing attacked him and killed him and he's laying on the steps dying and there's no explanation and that's kind of the way horrible things happen in the world. For some reason, I actually kind of like that in a weird way. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me, but, uh, but I did. I liked it. So, what's good? The last story. Super short. Uh, here's a horror experience. This is basically what horror stories are all about. And he boiled it down to almost nothing. Uh, the first story, uh, the vampires won, and they uh, were pretty happy. Uh, what sucks? Uh, can't really think of anything. I guess uh, the quotes were a problem. I kept putting quotes around when they stopped at the dialogue and, and kind of had the, the, the thoughts and stuff. It, it, uh, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe just that Drock Von Stoller just wanted to have a story where he's the king of the world. So there wasn't a lot of thought put into it. We had to learn about Esteban putting him in the mirror three times in one story, so maybe that's what kind of sucked. I'm not sure. What did we learn? That imagination is boundless. Don't let anyone tell you that what you're doing sucks. Just keep doing it. Oh, there's outsider art. You can go look that up. They've been all around the world. Uh, people that even can't draw or paint. They just simply uh, just take scrapbook cutouts and trace over their faces and make entire works of art out of it and stuff. Uh, and people say, well, that's dumb and you must be a weirdo. But then later when you're dead, uh, it's worth a shitload of money. I'm convinced that Drock Von Stoller is that mad. Also, for some reason, I really like his last story. I think I need to get more sleep. And I have so much spit in my mouth. It's ridiculous. Well, with that, thanks for listening. Uh, we're pushing out the uh, next episode we're going to do uh, with, a, with an actual guest from Ben and I until the next week. So uh, maybe I'll try to squeeze in some more uh, uh, fun Halloween stories. Uh, maybe another Drock Von Stoller, if we're lucky. But I got a couple things lined up, a couple weird things. Uh, and with that, uh, thanks for listening, and I will uh, see you next week. Ah, uh, well, it appears you found me in the part of the podcast I hate the most where I tell you all about the places on the internet where you can find me. You can tell I hate this because of the sound effects making it sound like a stormy night uh, in the drawing room of the damned. Now, there's there's that. Uh, I, I, are you cool? I like cool people. It's the reason why I got involved in this business to begin with, just to meet cool people not losers. So if you're cool, uh, feel free to go over to my website, uh, nuzzlehouse.com. You can see a backlog of everything I've ever read, 
uh, along with episodes from the Book Boys and uh, blah, blah, blah. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, which is uh, House Nuzzle. And conveniently enough, uh, Twitter, which is also at House Nuzzle. Annoyingly, YouTube made me pick a name instead of just a House Nuzzle. So I got Glenn Nuzzles. So I guess you search for that if you want to watch a screen that doesn't do anything and just hear my voice. Uh, and since, uh, since I think you might be cool, you can always just email me directly. Glenn.Nuzzles at gmail.com but don't uh, don't email if you're a, a nerdlinger or a dork now back to business I can't believe I drank all of them already there's gotta be one left 